partner, John Schneider. He ain't wrong. He's talking about this team not playing any low-stress games or very rarely playing low-stress games. They don't score a bunch, so that and they pitch really well. So that means like just about every game is is very, very close. Yes. And it has been down the stretch for a team that's needed to win a bunch of those. They've also played... As I mentioned, a lot more good teams than the Twins. 20 more games against teams with above 500 re- records than the Minnesota Twins did. Does that mean anything going into a postseason against uh, a team that's won eight or lost 18 consecutive postseason games? I don't necessarily know, but I, I, I would indicate, I would imagine that it's probably beneficial. If I was guessing, mm-hmm. I would say it's probably beneficial to the Blue Jays. I think the only way it can't be is if mental fatigue is setting in, not not the physical fatigue, because every team in baseball is going to deal with that. You know, as much as it is maybe a little more physically taxing to play a game that you're super locked into, you still got to go out there and perform. If you're a pitcher or you're a barrier hitter, you got to take your four or five at-bats, whatever, whatever it is. But it's the mental fatigue that I think is something to be mindful of is how how long these guys have felt like they are in the grind for and that is why as much as I rolled my eyes about it off the start of the show I do think there is something to the like cut loose of the celebration Mm. and the party afterwards and I'm allowed to be mad at it and understand at the same time I can hold both thoughts in in my head but that is why I think that is the the thing that I think would be make me weary if I was a blue jay if I was a blue jay or in that clubhouse is the idea of being so locked in for so long and how long can you continue that for because the twins are obviously going to have a new level of lock in than they've had and you know they're on the other end of the spectrum but that'd be my worry for the jays yeah I I got to say, I'd be concerned to get in the bends if I was a Minnesota Twins player, considering the difference in pressure they're about to undergo here, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they rattled off a bunch of wins in September. Congratulations. Well done. Against absolute garbage. They, they just have not played a relevant game since one, since when? Like July? Like, so the, the Guardians make the trades at the deadline, which surprised many people because they were so far back in yep. the division lead. It, the deadline was beginning of August, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, and even at that moment, people were like, "This division's out of hand. Like, what are you, what are you doing?" And then immediately proceeding that, they went in the tank, and the the point was even more emphasized. There hasn't been. I, I'm I'm not kidding you. The Twins have not played a game of any import in since July. It's been July. And of course, like every game, everybody's battling for their own stats and everybody wants to win every single baseball game. Blue Jays have been in this pressure cooker of holy cow, the season's getting away from us since May. I mentioned earlier, they went on that two and nine stretch against American League East opponents in May. And then immediately, it's funny, mm-hmm. went to Minnesota and yep. won two out of, of three to take some of the pressure off. Since that moment, because April was really great. Yeah. That's what we forget about this Blue Jays team and this season that's been... Matt it, Chapman it, didn't forget. No, Matt Chapman wishes the whole season was made, made out of April. April. <laughs> Just like they need to make the whole plane out of the black box, he needs the whole Major League season. Oh, you've heard that one before? Yeah, I have. Um, the a- April was really great. Remember April? That they didn't lose a series for a long stretch of time after losing the opening series of the season to the St. Louis Cardinals, but handed the Rays their first loss of the season. It was like, oh, you think you're tough, Rays, with your soft schedule to start the season. Blue Jays hand them a two out of three series loss. April was great. Since May, this team has been 
in danger of missing the playoffs and being an extreme disappointment. They just barely avoid that narrative with 89 wins and just barely taking advantage of a Mariners team that swooned down the stretch despite a couple of eight-game winning streaks. But it's been nothing but the spotlight is on you. The pressure is on you. The narrative can get out of hand if you don't win each and every series, which they obviously didn't. But every series was seemingly make or break. They lose four straight against the Rangers, still bounce back. And the Twins are like, yeah, baseball's fun. It was fun when we played all those games with no consequence because we play in a garbage division. You can't tell me that that doesn't feel meaningful. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they are having that wake up moment. And then the more I think about it, I suppose you could talk yourself from a Jays perspective of, you know, you're not sitting there and, you know, if you're George Springer or Vladdy, I'm sure you hope it's another month plus of baseball that you're playing, but it's three games, right? Like it's get through this series if it's, and not get through, not that you're not relishing this opportunity, but if you are feeling the fatigue of being locked in for so long and everything seeming do or die and the, the knobs being cranked up, not to 10, but all the way to 11, oh, pretty man. much the oh, entire yeah. back half of the season. And, you know, they only have themselves to blame for it. They're the ones who put themselves in, in that position but yeah the more the more we talk it out here I do think there's something for the twins although I go back to the idea of what baseball is it is not a rah-rah sport it Mm. is not a try harder it is a do less sport a lot of the times and that is why maybe the twins are actually better off being so home and cool that they've been able to kind of practice that mindful (laughs) baseball if you will I can't think of a better way to put it sure there there's but that's a potential um, factor going into the series. I would also say that, like, experience is a factor. And, like, knowing – because baseball looks a lot different, okay, when you're playing against the Colorado Rockies, which the Twins were, to wrap up the season when their season had been locked in for a month. I feel and, like they're spiritually cousins, <laughs> Twins and Rockies. I don't yeah, know why. maybe, yeah, playing in opposite leagues. But, sure, uh, although the, the Rockies uh, finished well up the track – this yeah. season. But there's there's a difference between playing that and then, you know, especially for guys who didn't even play in that. We're, we're talking about Royce Lewis and Carlos Correa who are like, we wish we could play in the meaningless game. Would have game. died to play in a meaningless game. So you go from taking hacks in a cage and there's going to be some sort of uh, intra-squad workout, I assume, today in Minnesota to tomorrow you're facing Kevin Gossman and a Blue Jays team that is... The underdog going into the series, which actually might benefit the Blue Jays, but going into the season was one of the World Series favorites. And still, there are people who are looking at the way they can pitch the ball and Mm -hmm. the names in that lineup and the experience in a guy that's a World Series MVP and George Springer, Brandon Belt, while the overall numbers in the postseason, not spectacular. He's had some moments. Matt Chapman's been around the block more than a couple of times and a bunch of these guys with postseason experience. Maybe that's the the question of the bullpen because not too many have. Uh, Jordan Hicks, uh, just a brief little moment in the postseason. Jordan Romano uh, also had a moment in the postseason. Didn't go so well. You want to talk about it? (laughs) Does he? (laughs) But I, I, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a different baseball game when you get to October. I mean, the weather's part of it. The... The import of every single pitch, every single at bat is different. And the Blue Jays, while it wasn't the exact same, they they went through a six-game road trip mm-hmm. in New York and Tampa with their postseason lives, depending on the results of those games. And you can talk about only the two wins in the final six, but they picked up four in those six to put themselves in a position where their fan graphs odds 
were more than 95% to make the playoffs. They have, I, I know you can think of the four-game yep. series against the Rangers where they they weren't so great, mm-hmm. and that's true. That's a, a perfectly fine counter-argument. There have been moments where this team has been, it looks like the season was done. They were. It was getting away from them. They have bounced back. They have come through in pressure moments this season. They they certainly have, and, uh, you know, this, this is bringing something up that we talked about off the top of the show, but I think it's worth mentioning here with the idea of especially Correa, such an important bat for them, and I know he hasn't been this year even when healthy, but the twins and this plan they've had in the past, the ability they've had to just spit on Kevin Gosman's split or whatever it's going to be doing. And, you know, a rehab assignments, some guys make use of them. Some guys don't. This was even a conversation with Bo and Chapman late in the season is how much do you even need them? But I can only imagine how much harder it is to implement a plan. And look, Correa can go, you know, set the machine to throw him the nastiest splitter he's ever seen for a hundred, a hundred, you know, years in there. And it's not going to matter. It's not the same as live AB. So that's where I think it's not so much the getting back into the feel of it, but it's that particular thing in game one. This isn't even a game to get under speed or, or up to speed, you are going to right away face arguably the toughest challenge you can have. Definitely the toughest from a Blue Jays pitching perspective, but also the fact that you're going to have to be restrained because you know Gosman is going to want to see early on how much can I use this? How much are they going to wave at it? Because that kind of dictates his whole game plan as well. You know what I wish? Mm. I wish I, I could, have a lot of things. <laughs> I wish I could put on my tinfoil hat with the way this season ended in, in yesterday's oh. game. So I wish I could come here and honestly tell you that the Rays intentionally played their strong lineup to beat the Blue Jays in the final game of the regular season to avoid them in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really. No. They just took advantage of a guy that's that's a journeyman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you that the Blue Jays Hunted on that game to avoid mm-hmm. the Rays in the wild card round, but I I I, I can't no. do that either because I just I think I mean there were some major league players in yep. that baseball game too, and David Schneider's pretty good, and yep. Brandon Belt is a, a decaying corpse, right? And that's like extreme, but he's <laughs> old. He's an elderly gentleman just coming off the IL, yep. but he's he played in that in that game yesterday. I, that I can't. He heard this segment before it even happened. He's like, I need the reps. I don't want them talking about me like they talk about Correa. <laughs> They they played some major league players. Now some guys did get yep. the day off. I I do wonder though, like if you had John Schneider, you had the majority of those Blue Jays with uh, what, what's the uh, sodium pentothal is the the um, truth telling drug. I was just gonna say we could just say truth serum. Yeah, that's it. But I wanted to sound smart. Sodium pentothal, and I got it right. I think. Yeah, you're done. done. Oh, you're done. You're done. You were sounding so smart, and then I just looked at you to provide enough doubt, and you went, "Oh no, no, no!" no. I I wonder if you if you put them on a lie detector machine. How about that? Um, Whether they would say, "Yeah, we're actually we're good with this. We're, We're we're happy going to Minnesota despite the the relative success this season against the Rays." We just saw that team six times over the last two weeks. I can't imagine playing yeah. <laughs> yet another series. I would say for like just an entertainment standpoint, yes. I'm I'm ready to see something else. Totally. So I'm I'm with that. And I also wonder if this this team doesn't look at the meat grinder that was this division. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, the the Rays are a little banged up, not as much as the Twins. Yeah. Yeah, the Twins have lost 18 straight postseason games. Yeah, give us the Twins. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to sound way less smart. A polygraph is what they call a lie detector. No, that's good. That's, that's good. its name. Yeah. I, 
I am such a believer in, I mean, I'm not going to say baseball playoffs are a crapshoot. Obviously, you have good starting pitching. That's going to bode well for you. But I think they are just such a finicky game. The best teams in baseball still lose 60 plus games a year, yada, yada, yada. I hate the idea of tempting the gods with, ooh, I'm going to put myself in this spot. Ooh, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to, unless it is, I'm just going to keep winning games and that's what's going to put me in the best position. Obviously, the baseball gods be like, that's great. You should, you should keep trying to win. Mm. We're going to put this in the Ken Burns documentary. I love it so much. But I hate the idea of, oh, if we take our foot off the pedal a little here. And I mean that from a Jays perspective, but I mean that for any team. I just feel like it never, ever bodes well. No. If it's go take care of your business, of course, nothing wrong with that. But if it is, eh, what if we hold this guy back? What if we pull out these guys in the fourth or fifth inning? I cannot stand that. It never seems to bode well for teams. Yeah. And I can point to the opposite uh, situation, benefiting teams like that Giants team that tried to hand the Patriots their first mm-hmm. regular season loss of the season. Didn't work out, but ends up uh, they get them in the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, wild card teams. So this is the, the the second season we've had this format, which I, I think I'm good with. Like, I, I, there's some tweaks I'd I, like. I would like this. I don't think you have this problem because you're you're so smart Thanks. and you're so plugged into baseball all the time, but. I want to know when I'm going to have to not Google MLB playoff format on the first day of, of uh, playoffs or the, yeah. the last day of the regular season. I wonder when I'm going to get to that point. Look, I'm not, that's not a knock on baseball. Things right. are new. It takes time. It's but every year. year I go, uh, okay, what is it? And it just seems weird that somebody who, you know, like follows sports and cares about them has to constantly remember what it is. But I do like the format. Yeah. Uh, Other it, than the, these dastardly division winners getting it, home field. Yeah, I wish there was a, a true maybe reseeding. I, I I think the way the seeds work in the wild card round could probably use some tweaking, but ultimately it keeps more, more teams invested. And there is theoretically a benefit to finishing. Well, there's definitely a benefit to the Astros and Orioles finishing with the records that they did and earning a buy through the wild card round. And in theory, there is also a benefit to finishing as the – worst uh, division winner, which the Twins were, or the top wildcard team where you get all three games at home. But go back to last season. It didn't really play out in the American League um, because despite the fact that the Rays were expected to to run all over the, the, the Cleveland Guardians, they didn't. They lost that series, and the Guardians kind of gave the Yankees all that they could handle. That's and right. And the Mariners, I mean, upset the Blue Jays. Those were two wildcard teams and then got – uh, their hats handed to them by the Houston Astros. The National League, we had a couple of wildcard teams meeting in the NLCS. The Phillies won 89 games. Same members of the Blue Jays this year. Whoa. The Padres won 87 games last season, and they locked horns in the NLCS. And, of course, it was the Phillies eventually getting to the World Series and, and losing to the Houston Astros. So there's, like, at least a a recent history of wildcard teams yeah, getting through this 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 round and then getting hot and taking off. And I would, there's, there's some sense to be made there that there, there's a rust versus uh, rest mm-hmm. discussion in baseball. And especially when it's such a fine motorsport skill and it's all about timing mm-hmm. 
that you give some of these division winners extra days off, maybe not necessarily so beneficial to the batters. Yeah, entirely. it's entirely possible that it's not. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the Padres specifically from that example, they feel very much like the Price Tulo Blue Jays and that it's like, mm. yeah, they improved because they added half a yeah. good baseball team. Yeah. So maybe that isn't the exact one we can draw an example to, but the Phillies, I mean, you look at all of the players that got them through and you see what they were ultimately able to do. Those are all the guys who were on their team. Like it was Real Moto, it was Harper, and it was all the guys that were there all year long providing them with those moments. And not to say they didn't add at the deadline, but it wasn't a complete overhaul like what you saw with that Padres team and bringing in Hader and bringing in Soto or even the Jays teams back in the kind of too low price era. Yeah, there's there's not a, a direct line comparison. Um, the Blue Jays have been locked into a wild card, at least as far as getting into the postseason for a while now because the Orioles had a season to remember uh, for the ages, and uh, it starts tomorrow in Minnesota. Time now for something to chew on. Brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. Uh, you won your bet. The, the Europeans, they, they took care of the Americans pretty handily. 16 and a half to 11 and a half, fifth straight time of the Ryder Cup. The home team has won by five points or, points mm-hmm. or more. Perhaps a, 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 a reshuffling of, of the rules of the Ryder Cup is, mm-hmm. is in store. There are so many storylines that came out honestly. of this. <laughs> if this. If this happened, honestly, even with a full slate of NFL Sunday, if mm-hmm. this happened just a week ago, mm-hmm. we would have talked about this so much. There was so much from the Ryder Cup. You have... Um, a seeming mutiny going on among the U.S. team. We had a dumb gate controversy, hat gate, we're calling it, yeah. of people waving their chapeaus at Patrick Cantley. Rory McElroy nearly got into a fistfight in the parking lot, which we now found out via reporting that that came after Shane Lowry gave a rousing speech in the European locker room that seemingly fired Rory McElroy up to a point where he wanted to fight someone. And then Europe went and won the Ryder Cup. It was incredible. Storylines aplenty. I loved it so much. I had non-golf people texting me, which is always my barometer mm. of, of if this thing crossed over. It is the, I'm not going to say the best event in sports. It's my favorite. It always falls. I won't say when, but my birthday, very similar timing to your son's there. So I always love it. It's always special for me. I love it in Europe. It's so much better. The fans were all over the Americans. Just as good a weekend of golf when it wasn't really competitive until the very end. Just, I cannot explain to you how much I enjoyed that. And anyone who got to take in any of it, I know they did as well. Yeah, they did. And it it makes you wonder why we can't get more of it. Now, we, we got President's Cup next year, and then year after that, the Ryder Watch Cup your again. tone. Mike Weir, our Canadian I, captain. I, you don't... It's not the same, especially for the Americans who have no, to play in not. all of these, yes. right? Like, there, there is a, a yeah, toll. Yeah, very that, much so. I, I get it. Uh, it's only golf, but yeah, the the Americans do complain about the the amount of golf that they have to play, and that they got every year one of Shocker, these things. A pro golfer complaining about something. But man, there's so much to like about this, and I think there, there's a risk of if you had more of it. And we talked last week about the the team thing that's yep. not really working necessarily in live, and is mm-hmm. is there a way to make it work? And you can't. Part of it is you can't manufacture the 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 human interest stories and the just like clearly 
personal animus yes. between a lot of these people. <laughs> I, got, I, I don't think, yeah, you're, unless you're going to fake it, like you're going to do wrestling style with the the, the high flyers and the, the range goats right. and, and, and talk about how, how those guys dislike <laughs> it. Although there have been a couple of stories out of live about, you know, some, I think oh, Brooks yeah. Kepka's team has Shocker. some sort of uh, infighting. It's, it's just, there's so much to love. There, there's one thing that you didn't touch on too, which actually hit very close Sorry. to home to me because I, I played with you on Friday. Oh, yes, after the that's show. right. I, I had the, the, the Ricky Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood situation occur to me and my father, who we, yeah. we play a match every time we play, and I give him 10 <laughs> strokes. And, and he was up one going to the 18th hole, yep. and he was in good position. He played the hole well. He did. And he had about a two-footer to win the match. Like he, he lagged his putt up perfectly. Yep. And uh, I said, don't take that. You did don't. say that. You I said, don't. Very loudly. Do not take that. You got to putt that it's to win the match. And then acted like he didn't hear me and, and just scooped, like kind of yeah. like, and he assumed that was going to go in the hole and he, it missed the hole. Okay. And then to, to save my dad from being distraught for the rest of the week, I was like, ah, you can, yeah, I was, you're, it's fine. Your uncle was there. Yeah. So Rory McIlroy, or uh, Ricky, Ricky Fowler. Fowler, Ricky Fowler conceded the Ryder Cup winning putt. The, the Europeans were winning the Ryder Cup yeah. either way, and it's a two and a half footer where the the make rate on the PGA Tour is it's uh, well above ninety nine percent. But it is literally to win the Ryder Cup, and I think even for Tommy Fleetwood's sake, he probably is cool with actually making that putt to win it because he's he's not going to miss it. Yeah. But you don't concede. What are we doing here? You don't okay. concede that pot. So there's two things at play there. I disagree with you. I think Tommy Fleetwood should want to make that putt to win the Ryder Cup. Uh, uh, not that I've played a ton of match play golf, but I've watched a ton and played yeah. in a little bit. I know the face of a guy who's saying, that's good, right? Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other part of this as well is that Fowler had a sketchier putt that he would have had to make to put right. pressure on Fleetwood. So I think Fowler was basically like, I don't want to do this anymore either. Yeah, so yeah. let me be the nice guy. I could not believe he conceded that. that. The people who are not golf people, if that's how they saw it end, they're like, okay, I'm out on this. What are we doing? You're yeah. just shaking hands and giving them the trophy. It was ridiculous and I, you know, I've seen people who are there saying, guys, it was really close. Like, it would have been ridiculous. Two and a half feet. Who cares? You want, you should want to sink the putt. I don't care and, if it's sitting on the lip. And it's Tommy Fleetwood. He's kind of a serial choker. Not yeah. in, I mean, not in moments like that. Like, only I could choke in a moment like that. That'd be but, extreme. But, man, like, he should want to make that. But looking at his face, I don't think he did. Yeah. So... Even if he misses it, yes. is like the shocking result of shocking results. It's the 16th hole. The match yeah. still continues, yes. and he has a chance to even win that match. And, and, and clearly, there are other matches yeah, beyond like, it. They just needed the half point. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not it's not the actual practicality of the thing. It is the ceremonial of it, totally. and just the the theory that you yes. would have somebody. I, I understand there's gentlemanliness, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't I don't want everybody to have to make every putt. Like I I like the that is a strategy in match play, and whether you believe uh, give them early, make them late, Love whether that, that actually Love applies. That, that yeah, it. you don't have guys attempting short putts early in the match, and then they they don't have the feeling of making uh, short putts mm -hmm. later in the match when you make them putt it. I think there is an element of match play that is that is cool that I don't want to take away by just playing it like yep. a normal PGA Tour event where everything has to hit yep. the bottom of the cup. But that's, yeah. You, you And I said 99% make right on that. 
That means 1% not make right. You know what? I cha- I actually changed my mind on this. This is all Tommy Fleetwood's fault. And I'm going to take Ricky completely off the hook here. He should, Ricky should have said, that's good. And Tommy Fleetwood should have been like, got no. it. Let me, let me put this in. Like, <laughs> the again, And again, it goes back to just looking at Fleetwood's face and we'll never know what's in his heart. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. We know he was mm-hmm. dying to rake that thing back. We've all seen a guy who's dying to not put something. That was him in that instance. Hated that it ended that way. Loved literally everything else about this weekend. Yeah. Nick Coming Taylor. out party for Victor Hovland as well. Uh, good luck betting that guy to win majors next year. Those odds went short, short, short. Yeah, it's pretty good when you win a match nine and seven. <laughs> yeah, with with a rookie on yeah. your uh, who's never played in a major even uh, as your teammate for it, and yeah. just against two major champs. That's okay. It's yeah. amazing, incredible. All right, when we come back, thank you, thank you for indulging <laughs> me. I know it's a big baseball day. We had an NFL Sunday. I needed that. If I was not going to talk Ryder Cup, I was going to spontaneously combust. So I will be here when we come back. I saved your life. All right. When we come back, uh, Major League Baseball postseason starts up tomorrow. And for the Blue Jays, that means a trip to Minnesota. We'll talk to Robert Flores, MLB Network's MLB Central host, as the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You want to talk about one of the benefits of this Major League postseason format? You got a quadruple header of Mm. playoff baseball starting uh, tomorrow. Uh, And the Blue Jays, despite being located in Canada, are not the early game. They don't get the Raptors treatment. I... I would be remiss and I'd be lying if I said my immediate reaction was not, we did it! We got out of the noon slot! Way to go, baby! You know who Major League Baseball thinks is more irrelevant than the Blue Jays? At the, least two teams. Yeah, well, well think, okay, fair. The majority of that uh, lying at the feet of the Tampa Bay Rays, who open up uh, the quadruple header with a 3 p.m. start time against the Rangers. Blue Jays, Twins in Minnesota, 4.30, right here on Sportsnet, 5.9 in the fan at Sportsnet. Diamondbacks, Brewers, 7 o'clock. Marlins, Phillies, wrapping up the day at 8 o'clock. Very happy to be joined now by Robert Flores, host of MLB Network's MLB Central, which you can watch every single weekday morning at 9 a.m. Robert, uh, thanks for doing this. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm doing very well. So this is year two of this format with the six postseason teams in, in each league, Robert, and the, the three wildcard teams. We have a very limited sample of it, um, yeah. but now we have a second regular season to see its impact on on how teams play and, and, and how these games feel down the stretch. What, what are your takeaways now with a growing sample? Uh, I love it. Um, it, it. I mean, it, it did what it was supposed to do and designed to do. It, it brought excitement and... Uh, uncertainty all the way through the final uh, day of the regular season. So um, I love it. I, I think it's interesting to see how teams that have the 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 buy, how they handle postseason baseball. You know, initially, um, but I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think this year is is quite wide open, and I think we're going to have. I think we could be in store for one of the most memorable postseasons we've had in Major League Baseball in quite some time. 
Yeah, the the new format, I think the biggest thing I love about it, forget the postseason, which seems like a weird thing to say. It's uh, literally the only thing we care about, especially at this time of year, but just what it does to the regular season. You have so many teams that are, even if they're not buyers, they're kind of holders, right? Because you do have this little more hope that goes on and it it just leads to kind of more interesting regular season uh, as well. You know, one of the things we've been talking about a lot today is the idea of a team playing to get in or playing for their position versus a team like, you know, here in Toronto, the Twins are the most obvious example of this, a team that's been home and cooled in their position for, for a long time. How do you weigh, you know, a team being able to be rested and ready versus a team that's been playing with their their hair kind of on fire for a month trying to scratch and claw in that wild card race? I really think that it depends on the on the team and the clubhouse and, and all those factors. Um, you know, just look at last year, the Philadelphia Phillies were in a similar boat uh, or the similar circumstances that you talk about where they had to really fight toward the end to get in and uh, – they, ran, they, they took that run all the way to the postseason. The Astros were on the opposite end. They had time to, to, uh, to cool their jets a little bit. They had clinched pretty early, clinched the division pretty early uh, uh, last year, and, and they ended up winning it all. So I think it really just depends on the team and, and, and who's in that clubhouse. All right, Robert, are the Blue Jays the, the Philadelphia Phillies of, of 2023? Do they, do they fit the bill as, as a team that, despite a disappointing regular season, could go on a postseason run here? They definitely could, because I think with the Blue Jays, uh, you mentioned it, I don't really think that we've seen the best of the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, we've seen it here and there and, and in pockets of, uh, of, of, the, of the season, but I don't think we've seen the best of them. Um, they certainly have all the things necessary to make a deep run and to win win it all. Um, it's just going to be whether or not they can put it together for this stretch. Uh, but they certainly have the pieces. All of it's there to make a deep run. You know, there's been so much conversation. I mean, baseball season is so long. We end up talking about literally every bit of minutia we can. But so much in this market, there's been a lot of conversation about the manager. And I don't want to make this about John Schneider, but I want to make it about managers in the postseason. The decisions get so fine. You're so quick to go to a reliever. Maybe you're pinch hitting a spot that you normally wouldn't or pinch run. How much do you think managers impact the game at this time of year? I mean, we're all going to sit here and say that it's the players who decide things, but I don't think managers manager's impact it can be understated too much either. Yeah, I, I also think it's also a little bit of a case-by-case. Case. Um, you, you know, I, I think that some teams, to their detriment, try to manage the game uh, four hours before the game itself. Um, I, I think managers, yeah, you want to go in with a plan, but find a way to or understand the moment when you have to pivot from that plan that you you and your staff and the analytics team hatched up at 1.30 in the afternoon, and here we are, it's the seventh inning of a game that started at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. We, I, I've got to make the decision now that I think is going to be best to, to help us win. So, um, yeah, the, the managers and what they decide to do, obviously at this time of year, uh, those, those are the things. That's a huge, huge factor. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to Robert Flores, host of MLB Network's MLB Central, which you can watch at 9 a.m. Eastern time uh, each and every single weekday on MLB 
Network. So we, we talked about the Blue Jays grinding their way to the finish line here and the Twins being home and cooled out for a while. There's also a pretty big discrepancy when you talk about the two schedules these two teams played. Blue Jays played 93 games against teams with above 500 records. The Twins played 73. So 20 yeah. fewer games the Twins yeah. played against relevant baseball teams. Of course, nothing matters. It's it's just those two teams on the field tomorrow. But if we're evaluating, you know, 87 win team versus an 89 win team, probably not even fair to, to, to look at it that way, Robert. Yeah, I, I think you bring up an interesting point in that, li listen, the American League East is like, um, uh, I don't know how much college football you you guys follow. Uh, in oh, the now state, now but, with uh, Dion, it's all I it's all I watch, Robert, because of Dion now. So I'm all in. It, it's like the SEC. Uh, that's what the American League East is like. Um, you know, it, it is a very stacked division, top to bottom. I mean, even the the Yankees, who didn't have a very good year, they still you know they're still a, a, a competent team, if you will. So. I, I, how much stock you put into that, I, I don't know. Like you said, it, it, it's only those two teams on the field tomorrow. Uh, they're in Minnesota. It's all going to be about matchup. It's all going to be about who, which reliever can get a big out in a big spot uh, against the team against the other team's best part of the lineup. So uh, it's those kind of things that are going to be, be be the deciding factors of who who advances to the division series against the Astros. I mean, I do have a, a fix for some of it a little bit um, because the Blue Jays, I mean, even despite having a, a tougher schedule, ended up with a better record than the Minnesota Twins. And again, we're, we're in the early stages of understanding this format and, and the, the two top teams in the wildcard bracket are supposed to have this advantage of having all three games at home. Should we just, you know, reseed by record here, despite the fact that the Twins won a very mediocre division? Isn't that, doesn't that feel like a, a simple fix? Well, I, I think that for this part of of the of the postseason, I, I do think that, that it's appropriate that the division winner, no matter what division they come from or what their record is, I, I do think that if you want to protect the importance and the sanctity of division play, that I do think it is important um, to to keep them the division winner with a, an advantage in that first round. As far as reseeding after that, maybe that's something that should be explored. Yeah, I'd be okay with reseeding after, but I just think divisions are so, I don't know, like this seems like such a, a weird way to put it, but they're so crucial to like the soul of baseball that I do think you you have to re reward yeah. it in that way. You know, looking at these wildcard series, obviously we're, we're so locked in on Twins and Blue Jays here. Is there is is there one other one that's the most interesting to you when you when you step outside of that one to, to look at them? How would you kind of, uh, not, not power rank, but which one's the most intriguing to you of the four wildcard series we have? I, I think it, it. You know, we mentioned earlier the Philadelphia Phillies, and and I think that series with with the Miami Marlins. I, I get the sense that people will look at the bracket and they'll go, "Well, okay, that's games. Those that series in Philly. Uh, that Phillies will probably sweep in two. I, I'm not quite sure that it's going to be as easy as maybe some people think. The Miami Marlins played the Philadelphia Phillies very, very tough throughout the regular season, uh, and that's another division that is uh, you have to be battle-tested, and if you come through that National League East, you are battle-tested going into the postseason. So with the way that the Marlins can pitch it, um, also I think they've got some mojo going. They've got some young, exciting, dynamic players. I think that potentially has a chance 
four series to go the distance and maybe, maybe an upset by the Marlins. Oh, that's interesting. I look at the American League, and you, and you mentioned how it feels wide open. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And and maybe at the beginning of September, I would have disagreed and said, well, the defending champion Houston Astros have to be viewed as the favorite. And then they went through that weird stretch in September where they lost 7-9 to the A's and Royals. It was ridiculous, right? And you're like, oh, well, okay, this isn't the same old Astros. And then they end up as the division winners either way, uh, winning 5-6 of six to wrap up the season. Are, so are the Astros the big bad Astros? Should we still fear them as the defending champions? Um, I don't know if I don't know if fear is is the is the right word, and I, I don't think any of the opponents that they will run into, no matter how deep their playoff run is, I don't think that their opponents will fear them. But I they I do know that they will be wary of them. And they, they do know that they are going to have to beat the Astros and that the Astros more than likely will not make the mistakes that will beat themselves. Um, they are, they are battle-tested. They are experienced. The lineup is deeper than it's ever been at any point of the season. They're also healthier than they've ever been at any point of the season. Uh, so I, I think that they are more than capable of, of making a run and coming out of the American League and getting into another World Series, uh, the Baltimore Orioles obviously are going to be a problem. Uh, their lineup is extremely powerful. There is danger lurking up and down the order. But for me, who's going to be – can they – can Yanir Cano and the other pieces of that bullpen, can they get the big outs that's going to be required – of them for the Orioles to advance all the way to the World Series. That remains to be seen. Felix Bautista is not going to be available, so that's a lot of pressure on the other members of that bullpen. Yeah, it is a tough blow for them. I mean, any team loses their closer heading into the the postseason, you're going to feel that. They will feel it, I think, a little bit more just because of how lights out he's been. And and not that that's a thin pen by any means, but maybe they don't have the dearth of options that some other other teams do. The the question I have for you about the Orioles is that, you know, it's not so much about this year, but it felt like this was... I won't say their best shot, but one of their best shots because we know that team is only going to continue to get more and more expensive. Do you have any insight on, you know, the potential willingness to spend there? I mean, I don't think they're going to completely sit on the wallet in Baltimore and not spend it all, but they haven't proven a necessarily ability or propensity to get into that kind of true heavy spender category. How important is it for them to kind of strike while the iron is hot early in this window, uh, despite them having all these great players under team control for a long time still? Well, that's the thing. They don't necessarily need to spend a whole lot of money, in my mind, because their best players are under club control for the next handful of years. And, oh, by the way, there's some even better ones coming at the AAA and and lower classifications of their minor league system. So maybe if you're talking about looking forward to the offseason, maybe they go out into the market and try to see if they can land some more pitching, some more starting pitching. Uh, maybe a bullpen piece here or there with Batista's injury. He's not going to be available for, I would think, a good portion of 2024. So the Orioles are a problem, and they're a problem for the next foreseeable future. Robert, can't wait to to get it all going tomorrow. Quadruple header. It's a, it's a baseball lover's paradise. Uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Enjoy the postseason. Appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. Robert Flores, host of MLB Network's MLB Central. Again, 9 a.m., on MLB Network. Um, that was like his BP. Yeah, yeah, he's warm up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like he's, he's driving into loose. work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> we're, you know, he should be paying us uh, <laughs> to have him on the radio. Um, I was going to start the show with this, actually. And Wow, must be good if you're going to start. really, there. really good. <laughs> so the Blue Jays had a disappointing regular season. There's just, there's no way around it. And I already talked off the top of the show about uh, how. Can't confirm. Yes. I, I already talked about off the top of the show that, you know, I watched this team be almost good enough and play in a division where there was no chance of making the playoffs and 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 wanting to return to those early 90s teams for 20 plus years and not getting so like I don't mm-hmm. I don't discount the idea of getting into the playoffs and yeah they they've been close 89 wins still an incredible feat I don't begrudge anybody for chugging champagne spraying it all over each other by the way I always forget this time of year to invest my hard earned dollars in the champagne companies but um I will say I, th- I don't know that it moves the needle the way you think, uh, but you don't know that it doesn't either. Like, so you're not you're, sp- you're speaking enti- entirely out of your posture. You have I, no idea. Here's what I'm saying: Why don't you hold on to that money and invest in something else? Is I, what I'm saying. Again, we have like Mike Apple over here with the again, business guy, just a guy who can yeah, tell us the I, answer I, on 680, and I should. Um, <laughs> the entire season will be decided whether it was a success or failure, mm-hmm. depending on the postseason. I don't even necessarily mean a World Series. There are degrees to this. For sure. Right? You don't win a game again in the postseason, and now it's like... It'd be bad. It's it's over during the Vlad and Bo era? That's that's not great? No. I, and, I'd <laughs> sign up to call that not great as well. And I, I do think, like, the, certainly after the Rangers series, there was a big call to or at least a conversation about hey is is Ross Atkins gonna make it through this thing if they don't make the playoffs is oh if you, would have, if you would have let the fans it? make the call somebody was getting fired right then and there after that series yeah I don't think even if the Blue Jays do disappoint again in this wild card round even if they don't win a, a game I think that those conversations are largely off the table at least this off season mm-hmm. but yeah the idea of a massive trade and I'm talking about one yep. of the key pieces of this mm-hmm. team being sent out the door to try and recoup assets, I, I think is very much on the table. I, I I really do think the opposite is also true. If the Blue Jays finally, after waiting 162 games to see them reach their potential, reach their potential in the postseason, mm-hmm. make a World Series, God forbid, win the whole damn thing. Well, obviously, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. That, but no, no, I was just going to oh. say, but that's also obvious that everybody gets raises yeah. and every extend every, bring it, bring the band back and yada, yada, yada. Give Matt Chapman 300 million. Who cares? Um, but yeah, th- there's a lot riding on this Big postseason time. where any baseball person that's ever worked at a front office will tell you it's largely a roll of the dice. We play for the larger sample of 162 yep. and this is a different deal when we're talking about a three game series and then a five game series and even a seven game series is not represented. It's not what we're trying to do here as far as roster construction. Sorry. That's the way she goes. Yeah. It's not even close to representative, but yeah, this is uh Hey, welcome to North America, pal. If you want that, the EPL and all those other leagues are over there where they're just playing. I guess the M- Oh no, no, no. The MLS smartened up. They have a playoff too. <laughs> so if you want that, you go run a, you know, Fenway's doing this. They got soccer teams over there. Good luck. This is North America, and you know what? Let's be honest. This is America. <laughs> we want playoffs. It's not America. And we want to judge people based on those playoffs. 
it is a small sample size. It is a roll of the dice. And yes, it is a fork in the road moment because you're right. There are degrees of success. It's not World Series or bust, but it kind of feels like one way or another we'll be sitting here saying, well, you know, give Bo and Vladdy their super deals. And I know Bo's got his through R, but you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be, and I know you've talked about this a fair bit this summer, is it time to trade Vlad? Like that, like it is a real fork in the road moment. And it's Mm -hmm. not to say World Series or that's happening, but kind of get out of this round or it's happening honestly if 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 the blue jays want to be honest with themselves and honest with us it shouldn't the, the postseason shouldn't matter in a negative way that they can mm-hmm. look at 89 wins and be and, and the way the offense performed over yes. the large sample of six months and saying i don't care, even if we won the world series we, we screwed up here and no <laughs> not that to that degree but like clearly like the larger sample would tell you that they they banked on the wrong guys performing and maybe leaned too hard mm-hmm. into into defense again 89 wins nothing necessarily to sneeze at this is a team that was expected to compete at the top of the division they were 10 games under 500 within the division but yeah okay it, I, I understand if you want to, like the fans do, yep. evaluate the season as a whole, including the postseason. Yeah, and maybe maybe this is an unfair way to to look at it too, because it was enough to get in. But you know, how many conversations did you have two weeks ago? Of eh, it's probably ninety, maybe ninety one, maybe mm-hmm. ninety two. Like, should we not take into account that everyone else stubbed their toe around them as well? Like yes. with the eighty nine win thing. So well, yeah. and then if you want to do the thing, you're you're over here. a lot of things. Well, you go ninety one wins, ninety two wins, and then instead of ninety three wins, you end up with eighty nine wins. Aggression. Yeah, I mean, we're we're talking about the finest of margins, but it's yeah, it's a good season in the postseason. So much yet to be written, and clearly, as Robert Flores will tell you, as well, mm-hmm. just about anybody who's predicting the postseason, the possibility exists. And it's you don't have to squint too hard to see the team that you know, had the best ERA in the major leagues going on a postseason run here. But in an overall sense, not what the uh, Blue Jays expected to have regular season-wise. Time for the rake and wake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The uh, series odds are out for the four wild card series we've we've got. I'll uh, I'll start with the Blue Jays. They w- are. Would you? Yeah. They are plus one fifteen. Uh, against the Twinkies, Twins minus 138 there. Uh, as far as the longest long shots, uh, the uh, the Marlins plus 165, D-backs plus 165, while well, the Rangers are plus 130, and the uh, Phillies and Brewers both minus 200, and then the Rays minus 159 there. So uh, not a ton of margin to quibble with uh, in these series. No, but it is interesting that the Blue Jays go into the series despite having the better record mm-hmm. than the Twins, despite playing in the stronger division, despite being battled tested despite having more household recognizable Mm -hmm. names despite playing in a market that you know not unlike when the cowboys are playing like there's some public public totally money headed their way are still underdogs in this series which honestly like if you're a blue jays player you you probably welcome because love an underdog being the favorite hasn't worked out for this team no it sucked in fact (laughs) I, I wonder how much of that is just, I mean, we laid it out. We'll talk about it a little more on the other side. I know we got Siddle coming up at 830, but, you know, the Gosman numbers against the Twins are not great. And mm-hmm. I think if you think the Blue Jays are going to win this series, I think a lot of people would imagine that's via at least one of them coming in Gosman's game one start. Yep. That would uh, be a nice start to get the first postseason win in this era of Toronto Blue Jays baseball. All right. When we come back, all three of these games, or maybe only two, going to be on the road in this opening series. Is that a good thing for the Blue Jays? And you alluded to it in our conversation with Robert Flores. John Schneider gets another kick at the can Mm -hmm. as a manager of this baseball team in the postseason. What's your level of confidence in him? 
That and much more as the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan.